Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. Thanks so much for spending some of your very valuable time with me Today, I'm excited to tell you about something really fun and different I did a couple weeks ago, but more importantly, what I learned from it and how I think many of those lessons relate beautifully to fat loss, but also to health in general, to the achievement of essentially any goal. So I stepped very far outside my comfort zone and challenged myself in a way that felt really good. Guys, when we can find those those kinds of opportunities to challenge ourselves, stretch ourselves, do something that scares us, achieve something that we aren't sure we can, we grow. And life is so short, I just want to encourage you that if there is something that you have been on the fence about, but maybe you are nervous, you're insecure, you're uncertain, do it anyway. Do it anyway. Because of all the things that can stop us, fear and insecurity never should. And that is a choice that we all make. So what I did was complete the CrossFit Level 1 coaches training course. It is a weekend training program that has to be completed in order to coach CrossFit and or become a CrossFit affiliate, a box owner, basically a CrossFit gym owner. And though I don't personally intend at this point to open a box or and box again, CrossFit gym, I don't intend at this point to open a CrossFit gym or to coach in the traditional sense, I did it because primarily I want to learn. I want to be a better athlete. I want to continue to move my body better and become a fitter, healthier version of myself. I also want to be able to help my clients more, and I'm always looking for ways to do that. But the biggest driving force for me in completing this course was that it scared me that it made me nervous. I wasn't sure what to expect. I wasn't sure if I could hang. And my perspective on that is that growth happens when we do the things that make us nervous or uncomfortable, that scare us a little bit, that intimidate us. And I refuse to let my fears and my doubts limit my choices. Because of that, I did it. It was great. I'm so glad I made the choice. And I got the email just a couple days ago that I passed the exam. So officially, I am a CrossFit Level 1 trainer. Woohoo! And while I would love to share the hundreds of thousands of things that I learned about movement and fitness, 
I'm not going to do that here today. I will say one thing about movement because I know that as soon as I say CrossFit, a lot of defenses go up. Oh, I couldn't do that. That's scary. That's dangerous. And while, again, soapbox moment, I'd love to address all of the misunderstandings and misconceptions, I will say one thing about it, and then we will move on in a different direction. One thing that came up in the training is how some people, maybe even many people, have the impression that CrossFit isn't safe or that lifting weights isn't safe. And the response was, if you think doing functional movement to build strength isn't safe, try being weak. That is genuinely a far bigger threat. Weakness, physical weakness, not being able to do functional movements or know how to do them properly and with good form so that you don't get hurt. Doing them with poor form and not doing them at all, that is a greater risk. The least safe thing is to not build strength in functional movements. But as I said, I will leave that deep rabbit hole for another time. I will say, before we move into the heart of today's episode, if you have specific questions about CrossFit or about fitness, it might be fun to do a Q&A episode, either me doing it and weighing in and or bringing on one of my favorite CrossFit coaches to the podcast. So you can hit me up on Instagram with those questions at Elizabeth Benton, or you can leave a comment on the show notes over on primalpotential.com forward slash 507. That is the URL for today's show notes page. What I want to do today, how I want to spend our time together is sharing some of the lessons I learned in the course of the weekend, things that came up that I know have tremendous crossover appeal to goals in general. Whether your goal is fat loss, whether your goal is fitness, whether your goal is financial, or simply to improve your consistency in health habits, to improve your relationships, these lessons have tremendous crossover appeal. And they are in no particular order. But as I went throughout the weekend, I found myself making little notes or asterisks of things that I wanted to share with you guys here. I'll share first the context of the idea as it was presented over the weekend. So I'll give first some examples related to movement, fitness, working out, but quickly move to how it relates, how the idea relates to our daily goals, our food choices, weight loss, relationships, etc., The first lesson is that new range is weak range. New range is weak range. So I'll start by giving the context related to movement and then expressing how this relates so beautifully to other areas of life. If you are learning a basic movement in the gym, say you've never done a front squat. It's okay if you don't even know what that is. Not the point. But say you go into a gym and you are learning the front squat, it's going to feel uncomfortable. The front squat is notoriously uncomfortable because it is different. Your elbows are high, and, and maybe if you have a weak back or you have poor shoulder mobility, it can feel very uncomfortable. Or maybe holding the barbell or even a PVC pipe, which is about a pound, one pound, in what's called the front rack position, can make you feel like you can't breathe. 
New range is weak range. It's just that you haven't practiced. You have work to do. Before you start slapping weight on the barbell, you have to embrace the fact that this is a new movement and you aren't used to it. So you have to make that new range less new through practice. Whether it's spending time outside of the gym or in your warm-up, new range is weak range. So if it feels uncomfortable, it just means you have some work to do, some practice to gain familiarity. New range is weak range. This comes up all the time in life. Let's say people are trying to drink less alcohol or snack less in the evening. And they might say, it's hard. I can't. I can't break this habit. I can't stop. New range is weak range. You have to practice. You have to intentionally practice the change you want to make. Don't expect that because you made a decision to not snack after dinner, that all of a sudden it's going to come easily to you. It's not that way. If it feels weak or unfamiliar, don't get frustrated. Don't get mad. Don't add drama and say you can't. New range is weak range. It's going to be uncomfortable at first. You're not going to feel strong at it at first. You're not a victim of that reality. It's true for all of us. As Jade Tita says, easy is earned. And the other part of this is there is an important distinction between pain and discomfort. In the gym, sometimes people will inaccurately describe discomfort as pain. And it came up in the training, the coaches were saying, if, a, if an athlete, a client, somebody in the gym says, ah, oh, this hurts, and the coach will say, okay, stop, you're done with that then. If it hurts, don't do it. And they'll say, well, no, it's not that it hurts, it's just, it's uncomfortable. Yeah, it's going to be. New range is weak range, and you have to practice. If it feels hard, it's not something that's wrong with you, it's simply that you haven't earned easy. So, get to work. The second thing that came up that I wanted to share with you guys because it has beautiful crossover appeal is that we fail at the margins of our experience. We fail at the margins of our experience. Let me give a workout-related example to start. I'll use myself as an example. This is fundamentally about comfort zone, the idea that we fail at the margins of our experience. It's really about comfort zone. My running comfort zone, when I'm running, like doing running workouts, is short distances. 200 meters to 400 meters combined in a workout with other elements. Like, um, I can hang there. But when a workout has longer runs, 800s, 1200 mile runs, etc., my performance in the entire workout, not just the run, the entire workout, suffers. It's not because I'm not a runner, and it's not because I can't. It is because I'm not experienced there, and we fail at the margin of our experience, where we've stopped practicing. The same thing is true with burpees, right? I can totally hang in burpee workouts. I have done a lot of practice with burpees. They're pretty solid. Even when in a workout it's 80 burpees or 100 burpees, I practice them a lot. I make sure that when I'm away from the gym, if I'm traveling or on vacation, 100 burpees for time is a workout that I do. However, when the burpees in a workout 
are burpees over the barbell or burpees over the rower, I fall off. I slow down. My entire workout feels significantly harder, harder than it should, because that's the margin of my experience. I haven't done the work there, and we will fail at the margins of our experience. This is the ultimate argument for pushing outside your comfort zone and not simply doing what you're used to and not simply doing what you feel capable of, but always looking to push those margins of your experience. If you stay within your comfort zone, you'll always have the same limits. Maybe you can eat well all week, but you blow it on the weekends. That is a result of your practice, of your margins. Your practice has been during the week, not on the weekends, so you are failing at the margins of your experience. And to create more success, you have to push those margins out through intentional practice. Maybe you can do well all day long, but your evenings are a hot mess. Because you've practiced, you've disciplined yourself, you've put in the effort during the day, but you put in excuses at night. So the margin of your experience is where day turns into night. If your comfort zone is to have one drink instead of two, that's great. But maybe you're failing in situations where you don't intend to drink at all and you end up drinking anyway because you haven't practiced this. This is a call to push the margins, to broaden your experience, to increase your practice. Going back to the running example and me, When I think I can't do those longer distances or it feels like they will be hard or I'm telling myself it's too much, do it anyway because that is how we extend the margins and reduce the likelihood of failure. Whether that means not literal failure like, oh my God, I screwed up, but I didn't perform well or I let myself down or I broke a promise that I made to myself or I didn't follow through in the way that I said that I would. We all have opportunities every single day to push the margins of our experience. In relationships, maybe you've really improved at reducing the number of times you respond in like a snarky, maybe passive aggressive or rude way to your partner. But you can increase the margin and expand your experience by now practicing something else like Responding with genuine love and interest and support instead of just avoiding rudeness or snarkiness or irritation. We all fail at the margins of our experience. It's just that we determine where those margins are and we need to be intentional about pushing them out. The next thing is universal scalability. Universal scalability. One of the core perspectives in CrossFit or the core practices in CrossFit is this idea of universal scalability. You walk into any CrossFit box at any time and you will see people who are just starting. People who have been CrossFitting for years will also be there. You'll see everywhere in between. You will see people who appear to be really strong and really fit and you will see people who don't appear to be really strong and really fit. And the workout is the same for everybody and yet very different for everybody because of universal scalability. Every single 
CrossFit workout can be scaled to meet the needs of every athlete. Every athlete, including my mom, who probably wouldn't even use an empty barbell. She would probably use a one-pound PVC pipe. And then it also can be scaled to meet the needs of the CrossFit Games competitor, who is dramatically stronger than my mom. I'll give you an example. Let's say a workout called for front squats at 135 pounds. You could have a woman in her late 60s who is new to CrossFit doing them with that one pound PVC pipe and also limiting the range of motion instead of with her hip crease going below her knees. She's simply touching her butt to a box at the bottom of the squat. So she's not going into as deep a squat as somebody else. And she's using almost no weight. Some athletes in that workout with front squats prescribed at 135 pounds would be using that. And that's called RX or doing it as prescribed. RX standing for prescription. So if you're doing it RX, you're doing the workout as it's prescribed. But there's going to be everything from maybe somebody's doing it not with 135, but with 85. Maybe somebody is doing it with an empty barbell, depending on if it's a women's or a men's, 35 or 45 pounds. And then maybe somebody is doing it with dumbbells to go even lighter. And somebody is doing it with that one pound PVC pipe because universal scalability. Maybe the workout calls for strict pull-ups. Some people will do strict pull-ups. Other people will use a band. So they're doing a strict pull-up but they're getting assistance from that band. And maybe somebody else is using two bands for even more assistance and maybe a box so that they're stepping up to the bar instead of jumping up. And other people aren't using a band at all. They're doing jumping pull-ups, landing on a box and then jumping up to chin over the bar. Other people won't be on the rig at all. They'll be doing ring rows, and even those ring rows can be scaled dramatically to be more easy or harder, depending on where you place your feet. It's all relative. Universal scalability. In CrossFit, you can scale the movement, the difference between, say, pull-ups and ring rows. You can scale the number of reps, so you can do less reps than the workout calls for. Or you can scale the time. Let's say it's a 21-minute workout. Maybe if you're just starting out, you do 15 minutes. You can scale the number of rounds. If the workout calls for five rounds for time, you could do three. And of course, you scale the weight. Universal scalability tells us to do what represents the right stimulus for the individual. Do the intensity level appropriate for the individual and CrossFit teaches that intensity is relative to the physical and psychological limitations of that person. And this idea of universal scalability is true in all aspects of life. Think about finances. Maybe you heard that you should be saving 20% of your after-tax income and you feel stressed out because you can't do that. That's not the point. What can you do? Can you save 1%, half a percent, 3%? Don't dismiss the task because you can't do it the way it's prescribed or you think you can't meet the standard. It is relative to your ability. The same thing is true with nutrition. 
let's say you really believe that you need to stop overeating processed foods. You need to cut out processed foods. But that feels really hard for you where you are right now. Don't let that be a limiting factor. This principle of relative uh, intensity, this principle of universal scalability says, do what is the right stimulus for you based on your physical and psychological limitations at this time. Maybe you say, all right, well, I can start by not having processed foods after dinner, or I can start by reducing from, say, three or four processed food items a day to one. Or maybe you're just going to start by cutting out soda. Start somewhere, because everything is scalable. The fourth principle is don't major in the minors. At this training, we drilled the basics all weekend long. If you think that doing incessant drills with a one-pound PVC pipe isn't going to get you tired or sore, you're wrong. Trust me, it does. Even the fittest among the folks at this training got some serious muscle fatigue drilling all of the basics with a one-pound PVC pipe. And the one thing that kept coming up was don't major in the minors. In fitness, it's kind of like the more you know, the more you get lost in the weeds. And we all want to tweak the details or go to the fancy stuff. One of the questions came up a couple times in one of my small groups. Somebody was asking one of the trainers, what do you think about triple extension versus double extension? And the trainer said, look, who cares? Don't get lost in the weeds. Don't focus on the minors. Focus on the majors. Don't major in the minors. Hammer the fundamentals. In CrossFit, there are nine fundamental movements, and each of them have points of performance. And I like to think of those as like big rocks with an air squat or a body weight squat. Those points of performance are things like your stance. Your feet are shoulder width apart and your toes are turned slightly out. Your uh, knees track over your toes. Your hips move back and then down. Your weight is in your heels versus your midfoot or in your toes. And your chest is up versus leaning forward. Those are the major points of performance. And no matter how many times you've done an air squat or a bodyweight squat, every single one of us needs to focus on really hammering those fundamentals, on practicing those basic points of performance. There is not anybody who went into this weekend, this CrossFit training, that didn't have room for improvement on those basics. We drilled and we drilled and we drilled the most basic movement. Because part of the danger in it being so basic is that we take it for granted and we don't hammer those fundamentals and we get lost in the weeds and we start to major in the minors and lose the core fundamentals. The emphasis of CrossFit is that we really focus on coaching the basics at every level in every class. Now, that doesn't mean every gym does it well. Excellence is hard to find in everything and there are way too many coaches that are not hammering the basics, and it's not cool, but can't control other people. The point is, don't major in the minors. If you're trying to increase your one rep max back squat, you need to focus on those basics. Hammer the fundamentals, the basic points of performance, not the brand of the weight belt that you should buy. And this happens all the time in nutrition. 
So many people start asking about supplementation or cheat meals or carb cycling or resistant starch. Don't major in the minors. Hammer the fundamentals. I have a client right now who sent me a whole list of questions about carbohydrates. Is rice better or is potato better? How many grams? Should I have starch on rest days or workout days or both or none? On and on. But he knows he's not consistently executing the basics. Don't major in the minors. Which brings me to my next point. Insist on the basics. Hammer the fundamentals. There's very little that is worse than a trainer or a coach who is just bringing in all of these new fancy schmancy techniques and really trying to speak to the fads and the trends and making sure, you know, like I, as a podcaster, could do an episode on every single trend and fad that's out there. But I won't. Why? Because what matters, what creates long-term lasting success are those fundamentals. Hammer those fundamentals. Yeah, you might want to be that coach or trainer that is doing the latest, greatest, nifty, cool, whatever, but that's not what gets people results. In terms of fitness, it is those solid movement patterns, those points of performance on those nine fundamental movements that you drill over and over and over because everything builds upon that. Your strong back squat or your strong front squat totally stems from how solid, consistent, and dialed in the basics are on your air squat. The same thing is true with the deadlift. You think it's really basic. You think it's really simple. But those points of performance are so critical to hammer because that's where your power clean comes from. That's where a lot of your advanced movements come from. Hammer the fundamentals. Insist on the basics. Don't jump from flashy strategy to flashy strategy. Get consistent in executing the basics and executing them well. At the end of the day, something that comes up a lot in the gym when we're doing a workout, especially a CrossFit-style workout, is, well, should I do it right or should I do it fast? Right? Because if I'm going to do it right, then I might have to go slower. I might have to use less weight. But if I want to do it fast, then like... You know, that's going to look different. Do it right. With weight loss, this is so common. We think, oh, maybe I should do an extended fast. I've said this a hundred million times and you guys have heard me say it because a lot of people will say, I know I should focus on consistency, but I'm going to do a three-day fast. Guys, if you focus on doing it fast instead of doing it right, you're going to do it again. Because you're not going to maintain the results. I'm going to say that again. If you are more concerned with doing it fast than doing it right, you're going to end up doing it again and again and again until you decide that you would rather do it right than do it fast. And the more solid your fundamentals are, the more consistent you are, the faster you can go. Efficiency comes from having the basics down pat. The last thing I'll share with you guys is this word virtuosity. I shared it with uh, my summer veterans the other day, but virtuosity CrossFit defines as doing the common things uncommonly well. 
The common things are going to be like paying attention to your body. Do you know if it is responding in the way you desire to the changes that you are making? It's going to be things like journaling, like having a good attitude, focusing on the solution and not the problem. Are you doing those common things uncommonly well? That comes from drilling the basics, embracing the mundane, like I talked about in the episode about things I've learned in business. How can you practice today doing the common things uncommonly well? I will wrap up, as I have been in the last handful of episodes, with a meal that I loved lately as well as a workout that I loved lately. Meal was just the other night. I had lobster, cold, right? Shell, like not in the shell. I don't like to do that work. Uh, But it was lazy man style lobster out of the shell with very simply avocado, tomato, and a little corn. It was cold. It was fast. It was delicious. It was fat loss friendly. And it was also up on my Instagram story if you're following me there, at Elizabeth Benton. Workout that I enjoyed recently was for time. And the rep scheme was 10987654321. Hang snatch, back squat, burpees. So you do 10 hang snatch, 10 back squat, 10 burpees. Then you do nine of each. Then you do eight of each. Then you do seven, six, five, four, three, two, one of each. Sounds like a low rep scheme, but holy moly, those numbers add up. And the, you know, the eight round, the seven round, the six round, even the five round, whew, brutal. Then when you get into the fours, you're like, all right, I'm close. I'm home free. But that is, uh, what I did most recently that I really enjoyed, got a great stimulus from. Hope you guys enjoyed this. Again, if you have questions about fitness or working out or CrossFit, you can tag me on Instagram at Elizabeth Benton or send me a direct message over there or head over to primalpotential.com forward slash 507. Leave a comment on the show notes and either I can tackle the questions and or I can invite one of my favorite CrossFit coaches onto the podcast to talk with me about it. Hope you guys have an awesome day and I will talk with you very soon. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there.